We're holding here. We're holding Perek Tesvav, chapter 15, which is on page 40. On the, on the top of the page. There's a reason why it says Shema Yisrael. Page 40. Perek Tesvav and Tanya. Um, this is, of course, this has come to the heels of a couple of prakim about the Benini and the uh, Aveda, the continuous Aveda, the Benini, struggling with the um, internal uh, consistent struggle or conflict. She says, Ubaze Yuvam. Who's got it? Perek Tesvav? On the top of the page is page 40. This conflict in the top yeah. and the bottom. Yeah. 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 with this will understand Mashakos of this that the Pasik says. This is the Pasik says the Pasik in uh, Malachi. Shaftem Uriisam. You'll um you'll look, mm-hmm. you'll see, you come back and see Bin Sadik Lurosha. To see the difference between a tzaddik and a rasha, ben oivid elikim lasher loyavodei, one who serves Hashem versus one who doesn't. So, if you look closely at this pasuk, how many people are described here? It says you'll see the difference between a tzaddik, a rasha, one who serves Hashem, and one doesn't. Now, on the, on the first glance, there's a lot of repetition going on over here because we have a tzaddik and a rasha. That is one who serves Hashem and one doesn't. But nevertheless, the Navi divided it into four. Tzaddik and a Rasha, and a servant of Hashem, one who does not. So the Alter Rebbe explains. He says, Shahahefresh bin Oivid Elikim le Tzaddik, who? What's the difference between an Oivid Elikim and Tzaddik? He breaks it down that way first. An Oivid Elikim means a servant of Hashem, and a Tzaddik. He says, Oivid hu Lashen Mm-hmm. What's the difference between the word, if like Hebrew, between an oived and an eved? Mm. An eved. It's present. One is, is occupation, he's an eved. One is constantly being, an, one is actively being an eved. So, so an oived is active. It's, it's right now I am working. An eved is like, I'm a bona fide eved. My answer from the recording, delete it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot worse things in the recording. So <laughs> So, so the, the, an, an Eved is someone who's already attained a level that I'm an Eved. I'm good. I don't have to every day actively work on being a worker. I'm already a, a, an Eved Hashem. And he says something very beautiful. He says the difference really between a Tzaddik and a Benini that we've been talking about all along Desire. is the difference between an Eved and an Eved. The Benini which is the regular, the regular yid, the one who's struggling, is an oivid. Every day is a struggle. You get up. Am I going to get up on time? Am I going to concentrate during davening? Am I not? Am I going to do? Am I going to go where I'm supposed to? Go the other direction? I'm an oivid. Every day, every day is a new job. Every day is a new job. A tzaddik is an evet Hashem. He's, a, he's, a, he's sold. He, he's done. It's not, there's, no, there's no questions. There's no, there's no uh, arguments. Evet Hashem. And that's what he says here. He says, oivid hulashen hoivid. Eivid is in the present. He's always in the middle of the Avaidah. With the battle with the Yitzhahara. 
to strengthen himself over it, and to banish him, always to push him out, from the small city, which remember, the Gemara says is the body, the Yitzhahara should not be able to be enclosed in the limbs of the body, the Amos is, it's, it's a great work. It's, it's, a, it's a great work and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a toil. To constantly to be in that state of battle. This is the Bainani. Every day working. Every day fighting. But on the other hand, the Sadiq, Nikra, Eved Hashem. A Sadiq is called Eved Hashem. B'Shem HaToyer. That's his description. You talk about a chacham. A chacham is a person who is a wise man. There is a person who is right now being mishakim. Right now I'm thinking wisdom. And then there's just a person who's wise, or a person who's already a king. He's already an evid, the tzaddik. The tzaddik has completed that melchama with the evil. Add to the extent he's banished him as that possible when you mentioned all the way back to the first parak that David Amalek says in Tehillim that through all the fasts and all the tshuva he's, he's, his heart is hollow he's, he's gotten rid of the Yitzhahara that's the tzaddik so that's the difference between the tzaddik and the Ovid Elikim it's interesting. Everything is everything is uh, exact. The word is Ovid Elokim. Why Elokim? We know Hashem has different din. names. Elokim means din. Elokim also means strength. Like a dying, Bezdin is called Elokim. The Bainini requires a great strength. The one who's got to work every day, has got to battle every day, that requires a special, special kayak. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's, the Bainini sometimes accesses a, more, a deeper power than the Sadiq. Because... Being on the battlefront, fighting every day, requires tremendous amount of perseverance and energy. In fact, it says we have ten soul powers, right? Which of the ten soul powers reaches deepest into us? Which one? If you have the, we have the essence of our soul, the etzim hanefesh, and we have the ten soul powers. If I would ask you, which of the ten soul powers reaches deepest? I'll give you ten options. Chachma, Bina, Das, Malchus, Chesed, Givura, Tiferes, Netzach, Hod, Yisod, Malchus. Yisod. Netzach? I say it's Chachma first. No, no, no. I know you like It's Givura. It could be Givura. You're going to say Chachma. <laughs> well, really, you could probably be right on whatever you say because there's always a different angle. But the angle that I'm referring to now is Netzach. That's, that's, You're why, sec- that's why I said Netzach. Second, because yes. Because of the, the contrast. <laughs> I mean, there's the context. Yeah. What does Netzach mean? Eternal. Victory. Now it's Yassi Kramer. I'll stop. Perseverance. The concept to be menatzeach, to overcome. When there's something in my way and i got to overcome it, mm-hmm. that's when I get super energized. Right? When I have a challenge that I have to overcome. Um, the mashal is brought in Hasidus many times. Is a king, and the king has all of his treasures and everything hidden away, and treasures that he received from his ancestors and family things. What's the one thing that will make the king splurge and give any treasures? Is to overcome a battle, overcome someone who is challenging him. Because when we have to overcome challenge, we reach deep down inside and take all, give it all we got. 
So the Benani, more than the Tzadik, accesses the power of Netzach. Mm. Because the Tzadik is not really beset with a challenge to his Yiddishkeit on a daily basis. The Tzadik is good. I mean, again, the Tzadik has his Avoida too. But the Tzadik is not being challenged. His basic Yiddishkeit is not being challenged. The Benani, his every morning our basic Yiddishkeit is challenged. You know, I, if, I, if, I'm on, if, I'm, uh, if I let my guard down, I can be who knows where. So, so the, ba- the basic Yiddishkeit is challenged, and that requires that, that constant netzach to overcome. So that's what the first, the first point of this parak. we're in parak Tazvav over here, on page, um, I don't know. Do you have English numbers on the top of your Tanya? Yeah. Okay, Isn't so Yosef, can I get netzach? Moshe's netzach? Yeah, Moshe's, uh, yes, if you say it. Moshe's netzach? Mm, usually, Das, Chochmah. I think Moshe's netzach. <laughs> I don't remember seeing the Meshach's Nasach though it could be but typically Meshach's Chachmar Das typically so that is the difference between the Eved versus the Oved now but who is the Loya Vodei remember the, it's a Pasuk in Malachi Malachi is uh, one of the last Nevi'im right who are the last three Nevi'im that we have no no um no. Ezra, Zechariah, Malachi, Malachi, and Ezra. What's with me? You mix me with Zechariah and Shalva Zaria. Start with the end. There's Malachi. This is really bad. This is being recorded. Um, Zechariah, Zechariah, Malachi, and someone probably with Alicia or something. No, no, no. It's in the. It's in the. Uh, they were in the. They were in the Ashik last night. Malachi and what's with me? The wrong blank now. But these are this was the end. These were the last the last Navim of the Tkufa of Nivu. <laughs> so Google says Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> Who were the last prophets? Chaga. 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 Chaga is Chaga. So once you said that, Chaga is and Malachi. They were all in the the men of the great the Anche Knesset Sagdoila. Have we heard of that group of people? The Anshe Knesset are the ones who built the second base on Mekdash. And they were headed by Ezra. Ezra and Nehemiah. And in that, in that group you had Nevi'im. You had Nevi'im and Chachamim. That was what the end of what's called the Tkufa of Nevuah. So the last of the Nevi'im is Malachi. And this Pasuk of this Perik is based on his words. When he says, V'shaftim ar-Isem bin Tzadik l'Rasha bin Oyved l'Alekim l'Asher l'Yavadu. Okay, again. Tzadik, Rasha, Oyved l'Alekim and l'Yavadu. So, the difference between the tzaddik and the oved alikim we just explained. The tzaddik is the is the tzaddik. He's he's an eved, not an oved. He's done. He's a he's a bona fide servant. He's good. Then you have the oved, the one who works every day. Who is the loyavode, who doesn't serve? I mean, if it's a Russia, well, that, there's a Russia in the pasuk too. So who is the loyavode? It's the benini when he's not acting right. Then he's not really a benini when he's not doing right. He's a Russia. When he's if he's sinning, he's a Russia. So in this chapter, the Alter Rebbe is going to say now a very powerful idea and became, I would say, a famous Tanya idea. And he says, even in a Benini, even when we're doing good and we're doing the right things, there are sometimes we're Avodah and sometimes Le'avodah. How could it be two people, both doing the right things, both doing mitzvahs, both learning Torah, and one is considered an Oyved, a, ser- a servant, and one is not serving? It's not hard for one of them. The answer is, Excellent, correct. The answer is, the two people are doing mitzvahs. 
one is is being challenged when he's doing and one is not. The smart kid in class versus the kid who who has to study so hard and gets a B. Right, right. Or there's there's things that for me come easy. They come easy. <laughs> certain <laughs> certain people have have very big mulchamas, very big challenges in certain areas, and other people just don't have those challenges. So while both of them are technically doing the same mitzvah, or both of them are technically not doing the same avera, one is challenging with a burning desire here, and the other is on cruise control. They both did the mitzvah, they both didn't do the avera. So, again, technically, points, they, they, both, they both got the same points. They both did the same amount of mitzvahs. They both daven, they both learned, they both, you know, take an example. Two people who walk by a, um, a tray for, uh, a McDonald's. And one guy has been eating kosher for the last, maybe his whole life, or 20 years, or 10 years. And so it, it doesn't appeal to him. The whole thing doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not a challenge. If, I, if I'm a kosher eating person forever, then it's not a challenge not to go into McDonald's, even if I'm hungry. It's just, that's, I, don't just, I just don't go there. That's not, not my thing. The other guy who just became kosher a month ago, and he's hungry, and he's walking by, by the McDonald's, there's a battle going on. Now, you can say, well, both of them did, you know, didn't go into McDonald's. Big deal. They both didn't do the Avera. Right? They both did the mitzvah. But for one, it was doing the right thing with a tremendous koyach, a tremendous strength and struggle. And for the other, it was doing the right thing easily. So these two people are really on two different levels. Though they both did the same act, one did that act through Avoida, and one did it without Avoida. And the same was with learning. I would say one was like, one, they're, they're in two completely different ballparks. One was going through a challenge, like when they were walking by, and one... It wasn't. Nothing, it was just passive. And that's why one is called an Oyved, yeah. and one is a Loya Avoida, even though neither of them are Russia, no one did anything wrong. Right. Right? The same thing is learning. Some people enjoy learning. They're intellectuals, they're masmidim, they're diligent. And for them to sit down and learn for an hour, whatever, it's just, it, they enjoy it, it's good. And for other people, it's it, every three minutes. It's a, it's a, it's a tremendous avoida to keep my face in the book and to learn. So two people learned an hour. They both sat by the table, they sat by the same shear, and they learned the same thing for one hour. One learned with tremendous avoida, and one learned without avoida. So they both learned. They both did a mitzvah, and they did a mitzvah. So they're both not Russia, for sure not. They're both Benini. They're both regular good Jews doing mitzvahs. One is experiencing a tremendous avoida, and the other is not really doing avoida here. To be an avid Hashem, to serve Hashem, means to push myself. To do something for Hashem, push myself, and, and you know, for Hashem, I'm going to push myself and do something. So for the guy who's diligent, How's he gonna, how can he push himself? How can he be, how, how can he be an Ayyavid? I'm asking you a question. A guy who's just diligent by nature, how could he do Avoida in learning Torah? Can everyone push over their limits? That's it. Yeah. He can push beyond his limit. So even if I'm diligent, so my diligence lasts for about an hour. Okay, but if I learn an hour and a half, I'm stretching it. The other guy may have done that in 10 minutes. In 10 minutes, he already pushed his limits. So really, the, the level of one's avoida... Or I think like on a higher level, it's smaller things. I'm sorry? Like maybe it's hard for you to like be nice to a certain... Like a small thing, you know what I mean? Right. Like, Very well. I work really hard on like saying good morning to people. You know, it could be in a different area. Yeah, you're like... A, for sure. Uh, that's, I, 
yeah. And, and the, the beautiful thing here, or I don't know if it's beautiful or not beautiful, but the interesting thing here is that the person standing on the outside watching these two people might never know that one is going through an intense struggle and the other not. Right? You're watching a table, and you're watching a few people sitting and learning. They're all doing the same thing. But if we would have that vision that sees what's going on inside, one person is struggling and overcoming now in order to serve Hashem, and the other is just on cruise control. They're doing the same things. They're both fulfilling a mitzvah. One is an oivet Hashem. He's working with himself tremendously and, and, and really excelling, whereas the other is not. And that just goes to show I mean, the, the impossibility of really judging people. You know, judge people, oh, he did this, did this, and that. And people are so different inside. We, we see so externally what's going on. We, don't, we really don't know what's going on. That's why, really, it says in Mishnayis, you can never, real, never really judge another person. Because you really, really don't know. You know, sometimes uh, people say, you know, ah, oh, how could that person do that? You know, it's ridiculous. Uh, I would never do something like that. Because for me, maybe that's not a struggle. For them, it is. And there's something else that's a struggle for me, not for them. It, it, you know, it goes all ways. The beautiful part from the Baal Shem Tov, it says in Pirkei Avis, Ezehu Gibor, who's strong? Kovash Yisra, one who's able to conquer their Yitzhar, right? So Baal Shem Tov says, Hakovish is Yitzro, not Kovish someone else's Yitzhar. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to conquer everyone else's Yitzhar. <laughs> you should be doing this, you should be doing that, you shouldn't be doing this. How could you? Forget about everyone else. Where's your Yitzhar? That's the one that's tough for you. And everyone has that. Everyone has their own, their own set that they have to deal with. So that's what he's going to explain here. And he's going to explain it at length very beautifully this concept of an Oyved Hashem versus a Le'avadi. Let's read it here. Starting from the period about five lines or six or seven lines from the bottom, in the middle of the line. Even within the Benini, with the intermediate, there's, there's also two general levels. The one who's serving Hashem, the one who's really not, not serving. It's a little bit harsh, he says. He's not serving. He's doing everything right. right? He's doing the mitzvahs, but, but the Rebbe is saying, but, but he's, not, he's not really doing avdus. He's not serving because he's doing, it's easy for him. Some people just have an easier deck of cards. It's just a fact. Some people... You know, in a classroom. But then the point is that everyone has an issue, though. Everyone, everyone has, has some something. issues, everyone but that's true. But some people are just having disposition. Really like during recess, he can't get a friend to play with, you know, because he doesn't. Know could could be, but some people just have easier dispositions and easier struggles. There, there is such a thing, also. Uh, they may have something also, but in, in the general avoda, things go easier. You know, again, I, I, in the classroom, you see it all the time. There, there are certain kids. That they just they just do well. Things go well for them. They don't have to. Typically, they don't have to exert that type of effort. And other people, every day is a tremendous struggle. Every step of the way. Yeah, and that person that isn't struggling in the classroom. They ha- there has to be something that they're struggling. Something, be, something. But if they don't do their little struggle, their eighty percent of their day goes well anyway. No, they look. They're going to be good students, even if in their little struggle somewhere they're going to fail. In general, things work out for them. You know, it's, it's, you know, one of the things that we learn when we grow up is life is not necessarily fear. <laughs> it's not, everyone doesn't, it's not even. The little kids think everything's got to be even. Or maybe in today's liberal world, everyone has to be even. But in reality, people are different and situations are different. And everyone has their own heart and their own impulses and their own things they have to deal with. That's the fact. Let's, but in reality, it actually kind of is even. Because everything's going to be judged on a sliding scale. Right. So in other words, in Hashem, not, from Hashem's perspective, in, in, Hashem, not, in, in the right. real perspective, Hashem has his own cheshman. The Rambam says, very clearly, he says, Ein shoklin. You can't judge Ella bekel deos Hashem. 
only Hashem knows the whole deal. And only Hashem knows every person and what's going on and what they're doing and, and how our things are. And, and he's the only one. Fair, is that because it's... it's not fear in a... <laughs> <laughs> it's not fear in a sense of we don't all come to the shear the same way. We don't all come to you know God's judgment and division of you know there's gonna be a test in class. Some kids are gonna get hundreds, some kids are gonna get eighties, right? Sometimes the kid who got an eighty worked much harder than the kid who got a hundred, and he's much it's much more commendable. And the kid who got 100. Sure. But still, he's going to get an 80, he's going to get 100. On the report card, one's going to say 80, one's going to get 100. That's how it is. And, and this guy who got 100, he's probably going to become a professor somewhere. And the 80 is probably not. That's just the way Hashem made the world. But, he, but again, in Avodah, he's much greater. Okay? Now, what, one thing that's interesting is the guy who's getting the 100, he may end up being miserable because some, there's, there's something about trying. Like the guy who was handed a million dollars versus the guy who earns his million dollars. Yeah. The guy who earns his million dollars overall, probably 99% of the time, is going to be like a happier individual. That's true. That's because true. he worked That's for true. what he got. That's true. So it kind of is the same thing like that in, with, with this case. Then there's always the guy who's not handed and doesn't get the million through work either. He, that's that's a third person. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the guy who no one handed him a million dollars and he didn't make it, make it through work either. Yeah, of course. But we don't know any of those people. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not within like yeah, eight blocks. Pre- pres- <laughs> <laughs> present company excluded. The Afal became still even this guy who's not, he's not a Vod, he's not an Ovid, any Russia. We're not talking about someone's a Russia. Kili, the is going to paint now a pretty extreme picture. He says, This guy, we have this guy here, never did any sins. Good. He's doing all the mitzvahs. He's of course studying Torah, because studying Torah, studies equal to everything. He never stops learning. Looking, looking at this guy, perfect tzaddik. Everything is good. Ella. What's the problem? What's the drawback? He doesn't really require battle with the Yitzhahara. Lenatzchei to overcome it, al yidei oyer Hashem, to the light of Hashem, hameir al nefesh alakisha v'mayach, that shines in the godly soul and the mind, hashalot alalev, and has the ability to rule over the heart, kaniskir le'il, as we mentioned earlier. So this gentleman that we're describing here now, is able to do everything good and everything right and never really has to exert battle. Why? His Yetzirah doesn't bother him. I'm turning the page. He's one of those kids that's born top of the class. Things are good. He likes learning. He likes davening. He has a kind and idle disposition. So... He doesn't have to really battle his Yitzhara. Kigoyin, for example, example, who masmid bilimudai bitivai. How do you say a masmid? He's, um, I guess, diligent. He's a studious, diligent guy by nature. Loves learning. <coughs> the excellent yeshiva student. Every teacher's dream. Kid loves learning. Mitildase. Just that's the way he's born. Alire tagbeires hamara uh, through the strength of Marashchira. How does it translate Marashchira over here? Because um, he's organically so disposed. Okay. 
Marsh Cheir is some type of an or- phrase from inside the body. Point is, this guy, he's a bookworm. He loves studying. Now, many times, there's something else that comes along with being a bookworm and loving to study, is this guy's not very hot-blooded, not very passionate. So he doesn't have the same type of desires as others. He's not fighting the same types of impulses. He says, The whole thing with the, the desires of women and all this doesn't really bother him. He's more cold-blooded. Even all the other pleasures, worldly pleasures, he just, he's not into this stuff. So here we have this, this, this guy, everything is good, right? He's always learning, because that's what he loves doing. He loves learning, davening. He doesn't, he's not very desirous. He's not battling passions and desires. So therefore, he's able to do good just by following, you know, follows. He doesn't have to think deeply into the greatness of Hashem. To awaken a feeling of fear of Hashem in the mind. To guard himself. Not to transgress on Averis. And he doesn't have to awaken a tremendous avas Hashem beliba love of Hashem in his heart. In order to connect to Hashem bekim a mitzvah with Hamutayir connected kulon, he doesn't have to do all this. He doesn't have to work hard on, on awakening and creating love and fear in order not to do sins and to do mitzvahs. Eladayloi ba'ava misuteris. For him, he can cruise on the basic hidden love. Asher believe klolis Yisrael that there is in the heart of every Jew. That are called lovers of Hashem's name. This is person number one in our case study here in Tanya. Great student, spiritual guy, not passionate, not very desirous, not materialistic. So he, you know, he went to a good yeshiva and he's doing great. Tzadik. Says the Rebbe, This guy is not really an oivid. He's not really a servant of Hashem. He's just a good guy. Because this hidden love that he has, it's not something that he really created. This guy is basically living off an inheritance. Just like you, you give the example, a guy who's inherited a million dollars, he's living off a spiritual inheritance. But what I would think that this guy has to do is make two million out of that million. I mean, he's got to step up his game. Excellent. Excellent. And we're going to get to that. Not yet, but give us a couple lines, we're going to get there. And he's going to bring some very beautiful Gemaras that bring out that point. This very probably powerful. really throws off your A students when they first learn this. Sure. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> it is. It, it's, a, it's a powerful chapter. It's, it's a wake-up call to many. Because the fact that I'm doing well is not really a symbol that in the real value of service of Hashem, I'm, I'm there. And, and really, we all know this, especially you know, when we think a little bit, that there are people who are not as fancy and special and smart and studious, but are really doing a much greater effort in their Avedis Hashem. And, and, and life is about you know, what you do, what, you know, what kind of Avedis Hashem you're doing. I have, my brother-in-law is a shliach here in, um, in uh, Skokie. Anyone knows uh, Rabbi Slavatitsky? He's, yeah. he's the Chabad Israeli center. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyways, he's my brother. He has an accent, right? He, he does, because he comes from Belgium. Belgium. And his father is the shliach in Belgium. And his father tells the following story. He says that he was uh, working with a guy who was in the Diamond District there in, in uh, Belgium, and he worked with him, worked with him until the guy decided he was going to become a Shomer Shabbos. And it wasn't easy. 
Especially it wasn't easy because Shabbos, that's the biggest business day in the diamonds of this. And this guy took years and decided he's going to be a Shabbos. He says, one Sunday, a few weeks, a few months, a month or two after he became a Shabbos, one Sunday, this guy comes to the rabbi's house and he's very down. And he says, Rabbi, I got to talk to you. I got to do tshuva. I got to do tshuva. He says, what happened? So he says, I'll tell you. He says, yesterday, you know, you know, I became Shabbos Shabbos and it was Shabbos morning and I was headed to Shul. And I headed to Shul. And this is the, always Shabbos is the big day of the week. But this is the weekend of the year. And I'm walking, so I'm walking by my store. And I'm seeing businesses booming. All the diamond stores. Everyone's this. And my friends are telling me, you're crazy. Today you can make as much money as you make in three months. He says, you know, you just begin, you know, give it up for a day. You'll be a Shomer Shabbos next week. Today it makes no sense. And he said, I was, I was, it was tough. And I didn't, I knew I, I, I wouldn't make it. I said, I'm going to walk to Shul, I'll walk back, I'll see the same thing. And it's, it's sitting there because they were right. I saw, I saw it in front of my eyes. I saw the people. I saw, excuse me, I saw the business. He says, but I didn't want to do it. And I only had one thing at my disposal. He says, I went home and I poured myself a glass of wine. And I said, L'chaim Hashem. I drank it down, poured another glass, poured another glass. About 10 minutes, I was out. <laughs> and I was out till the end of Shabbos. It's finished. Wow. So that was it. So he says, so this is Sunday. So he says, so Sunday morning. He says, he says I woke up Sunday morning and I felt miserable. Miserable. This is what I do. This is Shabbos. It's like a drunkard a whole day in bed. And this is, and I began, this is spirituality. This is holiness. And I realized I messed up totally. And that's why I came to the rabbi's house to do tshuva. That's what the rabbi, that's why this guy is telling Rabbi Slavitsky. And he sees Rabbi Slavitsky has like some tears in his eyes. And he says, why, Rabbi, is, is there no tshuva for me whatsoever? <laughs> so he says, Rabbi says, he says, you don't understand. You're, you, you're a Shomer Shabbos more than all of us Shomer Shabbos is together. He says, you fought the ultimate battle. You just took it up. And you knew how much money it was. And you, you took yourself, you knocked yourself out to be Shomer Shabbos. Who has such, who's able to do such an assignment? says, that's, you know, on, on the surface... This guy, he didn't even make it to shul that day. Next time your wife tells you not to drink so much, you yeah. be like, trust me. <laughs> you knew the battle. I was going to go to work. No ideas. <laughs> I'm just saying a story. You know? <laughs> anyway, but the mice says, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a story. It's a story of the internal nocham. That's what it's about. And so therefore, you know, this, the goody-goody, the best guy in the class who keeps Shabbos and learns Torah and knows the whole Shas, but is he, did, he, did, he, did he pay for it? Is he working hard in his Avay decision? So, let's go back. He says, about halfway down the page, the last word on the line after the period, Even someone who's not such a masmid by nature, not so diligent, there's two types of uh, masmidim in school. There's those guys who they're, I don't know, fourth grade, they're ready masmid. They sit and learn, whatever. But then you have guys, they're not such a, such a masmid. But is the best word for masmid diligent? I think I feel, I feel like there's studious, a Studious, I think it's good. Studious. 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 Then you have guys, they're not so studious by nature, but they've worked themselves until that became their second nature. They made it their habit. They, you know, they work hard and then they become studious. So for them, it, it took effort. But even though it did take effort initially, once it's the second nature, then I get up and I learn. It's fine. It's, it's, I worked on it last year, but now I'm good. 
So he says, A person um, got himself accustomed to learn with great diligence. This became a second nature. Again, So for him it's enough to have that basic hidden love for Hashem to keep on going in this path that he's gotten accustomed to. Ella im Cain, the only way, and exactly what you said earlier, what could one do to be a servant of Hashem, even if they're studious? To up their game. Ella im Cain, when one pushes himself mm. beyond, beyond what he's accustomed to. No matter what I'm accustomed to, there's always something I can go a step further. I can push myself. And with this, he explains an amazing Gemara. He says, Bazei Yuvan, with this we'll understand, Mashakasa be Gemara. The Gemara says, the Eved Elikim. The Gemara says, who's the Eved Elikim? Who's the real servant of God? Hanumisha Shoyna Pirkoi Mea Pa'amim Ve'echad. A person who studies, he reviews his studies 101 times. Velayavode. Who's one who doesn't really serve Hashem? Misha Shoyna Pirkoi Mea Pa'amim Levad. Someone who just learns it 100 times. What's that supposed to mean? If I learn a hundred times, eh, not a servant of Hashem. hundred and one times, you're in. What's it about that one extra time? It's only one percent. That's So, like many times, the Gemara says this cryptic statement. It's very hard to understand. The Gemara says, you learn it a hundred times? Eh, loy avod. hundred and one, avod. The Lashem has a good word on this. Which is? If you learn a hundred times with Hashem, uh, nice. then, then it's, it's if you learn a hundred times with God, but you learn a hundred times with, with, with the Ruchnes. With, 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 with God, and you make him a deterrent, then, then you're... Good. Very nice. Oh, very yeah. nice. Beautiful. But here, he, he, the Altar takes a simpler approach. He says like this. Alter Rebbe says that in the olden days, the typical amount of times a person would review was a hundred times. Wow. wow. <laughs> Anyone think Why? Uh, you say it a hundred times, then you have a chazak and you remember it. Okay, but, therefore but, learning, but, but for learning, they didn't have books. Everything was balpe. You realize, we, we don't, we, after we learn something twice, we're done. I'm finished. I know that already, right? But in the old days, anything they learned, they had to memorize. That was the way of learning. There was no books. So a hundred times, that was the way. You learned it a hundred times, you knew it. So what happened? How did they learn it a hundred times then? Just like the Rebbe... Repeating it, they Rebbe, the next person, the next person. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there. The homework assignments were massive. <laughs> but that's what it says. Now, yeah. so here, now here, here's a fascinating um, thing about human nature. If the if the way to do it is a hundred times, so that's the way to do it. A hundred and one is pushing the envelope. It's more than normal. It's more than what I'm accustomed to. That's what the Gemara means. A hundred times, layavodei. Mm. It's good, but you didn't go out of your way for Hashem. You just did what, what, what's done. 101 means I did something extra. This one's for you. That's what Oyved Hashem is. And that's what the Gemara means. Oyved Elakim, Hanum Misha Shoyna Pirka Meyapam Ve'echad. The one who did it 101, that's an Oyved, that's a servant of Hashem. Layavadde, the one who really didn't serve Misha Shoyna Pirka Meyapam. Why? The regulus, the the way regulus is the the regular, the custom, the norm was to was to review a hundred times. The Gemara brings another mashal. The Gemara brings a practical mashal. Mashal mishuk shel chamorim. There was a marketplace of donkeys. 
Um, a donkey, the Hamar is really the donkey rider. The, the one who rides with a donkey. Now, you want you need a rider, you went to your Home Depot. Home Depot has uh, trucks, right? So in those days, the Home Depots came with donkeys. You rented a donkey for an hour, right? So it's said like this. If you want to rent a donkey to go 10 parsa, parsa is probably a couple miles. You want to go 10 parsa? Zuza. One zuz. L'chad asr parsi. 11 parsa. Trey zuzi. Two zuz. Following the mathematics? Yeah. 10 parsa, one zuz. 11 parsa, two zuz. Does that make any sense? Any parsa over the... One extra parsa, double. Right? 10 parsa, one zuz. If 10 parsa is $100, then 20, then 11 should be 110. No, no, no. 11 is $200. Why? Same thing. The donkeys had what they were accustomed to. What they're accustomed to, that's a zuz. You want to go beyond even only one step? Double. Because it's twice as hard. Because it's more than they're, what they're accustomed to. And therefore, interesting, he talk, talks here about donkeys, but really the donkey refers to our, the word uh, oh. Hebrew for donkey is, is, is chamor, which also means chumrius, which is our physicality, our guf, our body, our physicality, when we're pushing it to do something for Hashem, there's what we're accustomed to, there's what our, that's what my limit is. Then there's beyond my limit. And beyond that limit, that's Avedas Hashem. This 101st time that is, that's extra, that's more. Al Haragilus. Shehurgal Minurav. It's more than what one was accustomed from, the, from when they were a child. Shkula Keneged. Kulan is equal against all. Ve'oilal Gabeyan and it's higher. The yeser says the yeser oz with greater strength. Liyos nikra oved alikim. That's when a person is called an oved alikim, a true servant of Hashem. Why? Because in order to change my nature, in order to push myself beyond what I naturally do, for this I have to have, think about avas Hashem. I have to love Hashem. For this I have to truly fear Hashem. In other words, this requires work because it doesn't come naturally to me, as he says. Because for a person to change what they're accustomed to, for this already I have to awaken love for Hashem. Through thinking about Hashem in one's mind, the greatness of Hashem, to rule over the nature, to rule over that nature in the left side, which is full of blood, which is from the nefesh abahamis. The animal soul. I'm turning the page. Shemeha klipa, from the from the uh, the forces of impurity. Shemimena hu hateva, from where comes the that nature. The zuhi avoda tamal benani. This is the complete avoda, the perfect avoda for the benani. When one is able to um, awaken within themselves, create within themselves love for love of Hashem, fear of Hashem, enough to be able to overcome my nature and go beyond my nature, whatever my nature is. Everyone at their place, whatever is my status quo that I'm that I'm that works for me without effort, whatever works for me without effort to go push a step beyond, that's where I start really becoming an Oyvet Hashem because that requires real Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. Oy, or if one is not up to you know deep meditation or whatever, but at least to awaken as a Ava Mesuteres Shebelibay. The hidden love in one's heart, 
limshel al yada to rule through it al ateva shemachal al asmoli on the nature of the left side shazu nikra gamkin avoda. This is also avoda even as without meditation, but awakening the love of Hashem lehilachim im ateva vayitzer to do battle with the nature and the and the yitzhar al yishem aider haava mazuteres belibe through awakening that hidden love in one's heart. On the other hand, when one doesn't have any milchama, then this ava, if I'm not awakening it, I'm not doing a milchama with it, then it's just, I'm living off the inheritance that I have, and this is not called my aveda. And that's the idea of this period. So in short, in this period, we learned about three levels. He talked about the tzaddik, who's the eved Hashem, we talked about Benini, who is an Ovid, and a Benini who's not an Ovid. Then there's a Russia. The Russia doesn't do the right thing. But the three of them are all doing good. One is the Tzaddik, who's not battling because he's over, overcome his battles. One is the Benini, who battles every day because he's pushing, he's pushing the envelope. He's always trying to push beyond to do for Hashem. And one is the guy who's doing the right things, but not putting in any Avodah for that. So the one we're looking for is the middle one. Tzaddik is not for most of us. Or the vast majority of us. Benini is what we, can, what we can be. But what we're trying to be is not just a Benini in the things that come easy to us, but to be able to work hard on doing what Hashem wants. And when things are coming easy, that's great. But to go to the next step. Like you said, to take it from one million to two. Take it from, from reviewing something. If, I, if I'm good 15 minutes, I'm able to learn easy 20 minutes. If I'm able to dive in with you know, X amount of Kavana, I go to the next step. And that's the avoid, the true avoid the session of the day.